in the backwoods of America. We have climbed the highest mountains, searched the densest forest, dragged the swamps, and scoured the prairies to find our leader, retired U.S. Marine gunny, Bud Cornwell. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. The main difference between individualistic and collectivist cultures concerns responsibility. In individualistic cultures, people are responsible for themselves. People are free to pursue their own lives with as little interference as possible from outside. Individual rights and equality in the law, along with privacy, are essential features of these kinds of cultures. Every single individual is sovereign to themselves, and they are only obstructed when they interfere with the sovereignty of others. In collective cultures, the well-being of the group is given priority over the individuals that belong to them. In collective cultures, the group is responsible for the actions of the individual, as well as their safety and welfare. Great Patriots America, hope you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Let's continue our discussion on useless idiots. Why do we have useless idiots? It's because of collectivism. Sheeps guided by the world. Collectivism. Understanding collectivism is important. The reason is important is because it helps us to understand exactly what's going on in this world. It's the elitists. It's the money bags, as I call them, of this world that is controlling the world. And the United States is in the exact same boat as the rest of the world. Whether we believe it or not, today it is being attacked tremendously by the globalists. And I can prove it to you over and over again. We're going to talk about collectivism. Collectivism, a person that is part of a group or groups over themselves. That's what collectivism is. There's good things to joining a group and be part of a group, but when you do not understand your moral individualism in this group, 
then you are being taken over by that group. This is from simplypsychology.org. So even the psychologists understand what this collectivism culture is. It's a tendency on the individual and social level to view oneself as interdependent, not independent, interdependent, as a member of a group rather than as a independent being. In collectivist cultures, people feel as if they belong to a larger group or collectives in which care for them is exchanged for loyalty. If you become part of this group, then you got to bow down to the group leaders. That's what collectivism actually is. Giving your soul to a group and believing that that group has your rights, your individual existence in mind for a better good. As a result of this, the collectivist culture value collaboration, communism, constructive interdependence, and conform to rules and norm of that group. A collective culture is especially likely to emphasize the importance of social harmony, respectfulness, and a group needs are over the individual needs. So these are very simply put, people that have idolatry or believe in the world and their view of the world is the world can make it better for me. Therefore, I give up my rights as an individual to support the group. So this is the traits or the common traits of these people that are collectives. Individuals define themselves in relation to others. So when you have a group, whether its title is a black group or Hispanic or BLM, or any of these millions of groups on this planet, they become part of that, and they say, I am a member of X. Therefore, my life is now controlled by X. Communication is often more indirect to avoid a potential con conflict or embarrassment. So the group leaders are 
speaking to the group. They won't speak to individuals at all. They have no communication with these individuals. Here's your orders. Here's what you do. Shut up and do it. Group loyalty is encouraged. So once you become part of this group and then you start straying to a side, not agreeing with the group, then you're no longer loyal to that group. Decisions are based on what is best for the group, even though it may interfere with your morals as an individual, you still follow because you believe that that group leader knows what's best for you. Compromise is favored when a decision needs to be made to achieve greater levels of peace. It's utopia on earth. So many, many of these groups believe if we can just get enough people in our group to see the world like we see it, then we can have utopia and peace and everybody will be happy. So the greater emphasis is placed on common goals than individual pursuits. It's based on the fact that if we all come together, the world's going to be better instead of your individual talents being able to make you better in this world. Last but not least, the rights of families and communities come before those of an individual. There is good things about that. My family comes before me, and I get that, but I am an individual. And because I am guided by God that created me and give me these individual rights, I put my family ahead of me because I choose it. Not because some group leader or globalist is telling me that my community means more to me than myself. This is collectivism. And what's so sad about it is it's so ingrained in these people. They start off young, and they go to college, and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And then they are no longer individuals. They are sheep being guided by the world. And they're happy about that because they have no more responsibility. Everything is related or depends upon the group. And if that group fails them, they'll find another group. But they'll never, ever look back into themselves and say, maybe there's an issue with me. I need to determine my life. I need to determine 
where I'm going in the future and get away from this group mentality of the world. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about specifically individualism, the opposite. What does it mean to actually be an individual in this world? And how you can trust in the God that created you because he gave you the ability of individualism. And we should use that each and every day to determine our lives and not the globalists and the tyranny of leaders of this world. The break song is by Billy Joe Shiver. It's a very good song. I like it because Satan controls the world and he can and will control you if you let him. Sin for 
Welcome back, Patriots. You're on the Patriot Cause, and this is the Gunny. We're going to talk about individualism. What does it actually mean to be an individual in this world? According to the books, you know, the encyclopedias, all that stuff, this is what it actually means. Political or social philosophy that emphasizes the moral worth of an individual. To a certain point, that is true. You are an intrinsic value person on this planet because you are made by God, not the world. God made you. He created you with parents, but he did create you. And therefore, you have moral worth. You're important. You're an individual in an environment of the world, but you are important. You have rights. You are put here on this planet for a purpose. And that purpose is not for tyranny or tyrants to control your life. It's so you can be with the God that created you and live in peace in this world. Individualism has roots in Christianity. Absolutely. The United States was formed on this same principle. Individual rights. Every human being, we the people, are created equal in God's eyes. That's what the United States is or was when it was created. When you had these great, great founders that understood that, that we are not part of this tyrannical world of kings and tyrants controlling us and putting us in groups, which they've been doing for thousands and thousands of years. We are individuals only responsible to the God that created us, no one else. So the Bible teaches us that God numbers the hairs on your head. So he knows you. Leaves 99 sheep to search for the lone one. The parable that Jesus Christ was talking about is a shepherd loves his sheep so much he will leave the 99 to find the one lost sheep, the individual, so that they can be saved. The Bible contains examples of individual, uh, excuse me, individualistic thinking. 
This is most often seen where someone chooses to do what is moral or right, regardless of whether the wider culture approves it. Joshua 24.15 and Acts 5.29 of the Bible. Jesus indicates that following him might often offend others. Matthew 10, 34 through 38. So if you're an individual and you're following Christ, you are going to be persecuted. It's going to offend everybody else in groups because you are an individual created by your creator. They hate that. They're saying, no, we have no creator. We're part of this group. And this group is my creator. True Christians, individuals, refuse in something the larger culture thinks is acceptable. John 15, 19. For a purpose, Jesus told us, this world hates me, therefore they will hate you. Do not become part of this cultural world and lose your soul to the world instead of living eternity with the God that created you. Jordan Peterson is a wonderful, wonderful person, and he will explain in detail specifically about the United States and the Western culture and why it was created and why we have individualism over collectivism. Take a great listen to this. The fundamental assumptions of Western civilization are valid. How about that? You know, it's not... You think it's an accident? Oh, here's how you find out, okay? Which countries do people want to move away from? Hey, not ours. Which countries do people want to move to? Ours. Guess what? They work better. And it's not because we went around the world stealing everything we could get our hands on. It's because we got certain fundamental assumptions right. Thank God for that. After thousands and thousands of years of trying, and because of that, we've managed to establish a set of civilizations that are shining lights in the world. You know, now, you can be pretty damn filthy and still be a shining light in this world, right? Because if you look around the world at the state of governance in most places, it's like the most pathological, corrupt, and vicious thugs rule. And to stand out as an illuminated light against that background isn't so difficult. But nonetheless, you know, we're as good as it's got. And unless we can come up with something better, we should be very careful about messing around with that. So why don't we start with the assumption that we're doing something right. One of the things we're doing right, for example, is that we actually value the individual, right? The individual has intrinsic value in Western societies. Do you know how long it took people to formulate that as an idea? And how unlikely that idea is that poor you, you know, useless, powerless you, with all your damn faults, you're actually worth something. 
You're worth something to the point that the law has to respect you. God, we don't want to abandon that for some half-witted collectivism, which we're doing as rapidly as possible because one of the things that characterizes the radical left types is they don't give a damn about you as an individual or about individuals at all. You're black or you're white or you're Latino or you're transsexual or you're homosexual or whatever. You're a group. You're a member of a group. And the only thing that matters is the group. Well, I can tell you, if the only thing that matters is the group, you bloody well don't matter very much. And then you've got to ask yourself just exactly what sort of people are trying to set things up so it is that the individual doesn't matter very much. Well, it's the sort of people to whom the individual doesn't matter very much. And I might suggest that you don't elect them. And that when they attempt to take power that you do everything you can to stop them. So let's break this down for a minute. He's talking about shining lights in the world. That's what an individual is, that realize that God is in their life. They're shining lights for the world, but the world is in darkness. They would rather have the darkness, but we must shine the light of God in this world. The thugs are ruling, so we must stand out. We must show the world the right way to live in individual times in our lives and not depend on the world, but depend on Jesus Christ, the Savior that has saved you from this world. He has conquered this world. Therefore, there is no more fear as an individual created by God in this world. So we have what is called value, intrinsic value. We're people, we're humans. We have value. What gives the world the right to take that away from us? What gives the world and tyrants the right to kill us, to persecute us? Nothing. But they do it anyway. The reason is because they don't care about, they care about anybody. They don't care about nothing. They don't care about you. They don't care about your life. All they care about is money and power. Controlling what you think, what you do, and how you act. You are put in groups by these people. And if you're in a group of Christians, then you are targeted from day one, as the most hated people on the planet. Whether you like it or not. So let's do a comparison. I want to finalize the difference between collectivism and individualism. So let's talk about an article from Law Enforcement Today. 
In Washington, D.C., according to authorities, a 16-year-old girl was stabbed to death by a friend during a fight over sauces from McDonald's. The girl and her group of friends went to a D.C. area McDonald's around 2 a.m. So let's stop there for a second. 2 o'clock in the morning, why are 16-year-old girls going to McDonald's at 2 o'clock in the morning? That's the first issue. While riding in the back of the car, an argument over the sweet and sour sauce ensued between the teens. The fight continued outside of the car in front of McDonald's, which is when the young teenage girl identified as Naoma Lagan was allegedly stabbed twice by another 16-year-old girl. Two 16-year-olds. The girls drove her to a nearby hospital where she later died. Police stopped the alleged suspect who was walking alone a block away from the stabbing scene. So this person didn't join the group to take her to the hospital. She had a black folding knife in her possession. And she was arrested. So here's the thing. Individualism. We have the ability, according to God, to make up our own minds, to have our own decisions. So both of these 16-year-olds made the wrong decision. First off, to even be out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Second, to not even pay attention to even the dumbest parents which I guarantee you both of these parents were surprised or should have been that their daughters were out at 2 o'clock in the morning. If not, then that individual, that parent individual, has made the wrong decisions to allow this to happen. So you can see how individual decisions can affect what is happening in this world. So I'm going to end this real simple. The girl that killed this other girl is a member of some type of group, some type of organization, taught her it's okay to kill an individual. However you want to look at it, it's the bottom line. She is part of a group, whatever that group is. And she felt it was okay, according to her group mind, to kill this person because she had no respect whatsoever for that individual that she actually stabbed. You get it now? Individuals 
should be respected as individuals. And group mentality destroys that. Destroys the conceptual understanding that human beings have a right to live, to live their lives, make their own determinations. And this other 16-year-old killed this other 16-year-old. This is from the Bible. Detrimony 12, 30 through 31. Take care that you be not ensnared to follow them after they have been destroyed before you and that you do not inquire about their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods that I also may do the same? You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abomination thing that the Lord hates they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Abortion. Think about it. Abortion. That is the most hated individualism concept of people not understanding the importance of an individual. They are being aborted before they're even born. Last but not least, why are we even in this situation in America and the world in general? A bonehead award. Yes. Another bonehead award. This is from his, quote, acceptance speech, Obama, in 2008. 2008. Change has come to America. Listen to this bonehead. Then we'll understand why so many people are now put in groups. He started this crap in America. If there is anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible, who still wonders if the dream of our founders is alive in our time, who still questions the power of our democracy. Tonight is your answer. It's the answer told by lines that stretched around schools and churches in numbers this nation has never seen by people who waited three hours and four hours, many for the first time in their lives, because they believed that this time must be different, that their voices could be that difference. It's the answer spoken by young and old, rich and poor, Democrat and Republican, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, gay, straight, disabled and not disabled, Americans who sent a message to the world that we have never been 
just a collection of individuals or a collection of red states and blue states. We are and always will be the United States of America. It's the answer that led those who've been told for so long by so many to be cynical and fearful and doubtful about what we can achieve to put their hands on the arc of history and bend it once more toward the hope of a better day. It's been a long time coming, but tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. The one takeaway that you need to understand from that speech, he wasn't talking to Americans. He was talking to groups. He started from day one creating groups. By creating those groups, then you can cause socialism, communism in this country by causing these groups to hate each other. And then eventually, the tyranny's government will take charge, and then there is no more groups. It's the leaders of the communist country and everybody else. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Have a great, great evening ending your Labor Day weekend. Thank you so much for what you do for our country. And please share it far and wide to everybody. Let them know that I'm here to educate them and to do the research so you don't have to understand what is actually going on in this country. This is The Gunny out. Let's make a Ford and a Chevy that would still last ten years like the should. Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come. The good times ain't over for good.